Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Blockash Podcast, episode 248. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Swash, for helping reimagine data ownership. And by doing so using the blockchain, be sure to check out Swash app at swashapp.io. This week, we have Dignity Gold on the show. We have two wonderful gents, uh, Kent and Steve. Kent, Steve, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Good. Terrific. Thank you. Fantastic to have you guys on. Uh, a lot I want to ask you and talk about. I've got actually a lot of interest about this episode in particular, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's start off by talking a bit about each of you, um, maybe one at a time. Tell me a bit about your guys' individual backgrounds and what you've done uh, personally leading up to you know working uh, with Dignity. Kent? Steve? <laughs> <laughs> After you, Steve, I'll go. Fine. He's up. So uh, my background is I, I spent about 30 plus years on Wall Street. Um, I was involved in trading. I was a market maker at Knight Securities uh, prior to it being, being called Knight Capital Group. Um, I ran their their listed equity trading desk. I also owned my own broker dealer in the early 2000s. Uh, I had a trading technology um, called liquidity book and, uh, sold that in 2011 and then was basically, you know, trading my own money, um, f you know, f from then on in 2017, I found Bitcoin and crypto and it was, uh, really for, for somebody like me, it was really, you know, spectacular to have a new asset class to be involved in with trading and, Obviously, uh, you've seen what has happened in the last five years, so it's been very exciting to be involved. And for me, um, uh, my, my background is uh, primarily real estate. Um, I have a, a three or four various uh, enterprises that are, in which I'm involved. One is a family business that owns uh, commercial office buildings around the country, about 10 million square feet in the United States. Uh, based in San Francisco, where I'm originally from. Uh, I live in New York City now. Um, <clears throat> and we used to also own the Fairmont Hotels. So we were both aspects uh, in real estate. Uh, I also uh, own my own real estate company and, and do my own investments for residential and commercial. And then I've been involved in operating companies, which I, I like a lot, finding opportunities and, and creating operating companies. So I've got a, a company, Brown Hair Stevens, which does residential management and brokerage. We do about nine billion of uh, uh, broker deals a year. Uh, I've got a construction company and um, another commercial uh, company called Helmsley Spear, which is the oldest continuously operating real estate company in, in the United States. Uh, Steve and I started working together in 2019. And I think we, we blended both of our experiences together where we, we can bring the best of, of business enterprise and trading and Wall Street ideas together uh, in the crypto world. And we, we started our, our company Dignity Gold together in uh, 2019, and it's it's been uh, quite extraordinary for us. Excellent. Is there anything in particular for both of you guys, whether it's about Bitcoin or blockchain as a technology that got you guys interested in wanting to be in this industry? Was there like a single moment where a light bulb went off and you're like, ah, this is, this is something I need to be involved in. Well, for me, it started in, in 2017 
Um, obviously, I, I came from a trading background, so I was doing a lot of trading at that time in Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the altcoins. Um, but I really got into the space when I started to really learn about it and learn what the blockchain is and does and why it is it exists and the decentralization of it was you know very exciting for me um even though my my background is in banking i felt that uh blockchain and decentralization is a way better system um it doesn't close and uh i think it's just better for people in general to not have that middleman involved in the, in your finances. So I just, you know, delved in deep and Kent and I, uh, you know, spoke about it and we felt that uh, the time was right for us to bring, you know, professional business management into the blockchain space because, so, you know, up until recently it had been um, less professional. Got it. And so for, and I, I would echo that. I, one of the things that, that really attracted to me that is, as I started learning more and more about, about the cryptocurrency world is that the fundamental business practices that um, both Steve and I grew up with learning in business seem to be lacking in the cryptocurrency world. And, and so what we thought we could do and we have done is to bring practical business practices into the cryptocurrency world um, to demystify the world to make it transparent and to bring in you know a systematized organized um, um, practice of business into that where the best of the crypto world is available but we're doing it through a synthesis of, of real business business acumen and 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 policies and procedures um, and i think that that makes us very unique in, in the approach of, of the crypto world, frankly. Got it. So how did you guys come to start up Dignity and be a part of it? Uh, Steve, with your background in banking, Kent, with your background in real estate, everything you do, it seems very different than what you guys are used to. Um, what's the inspiration here? What are you guys trying to accomplish? What's the mission? Well, in its simplest form, um, when I started to learn about the technologies and about the, the networks that were available and so on, um, you know, these networks were trading and they were trading, you know, up significantly. And it, but Kent likes to say it was the greater fool theory. And, you know, technically it, it really was um, because where is the real value in the particular technology if you're own if you own the technology if you're not getting anything for it like a stock you know stock you own a piece of a company and you're getting dividends and you know your success and the price of, of the stock is based on the success of the company and their technology with this technology there was there's nothing behind it other than the network so i felt that um you know having real assets uh, real world assets behind this, uh, the technology would really give it true value. So, you know, gold was the obvious choice to start from. And, you know, we're also involved in the entire precious metals and rare earths space. So eventually we're going to be creating tokens for all of the metals that are out there and, and including the rare earths. 
So for me, it was really just, you know, wanting to understand how to create real value behind the token. So it's not just, you know, the the value isn't just, you know, you're selling it to somebody at a higher price than you bought it at. So and that's that is that that quintessentially says what our mission is. And that is to bring exactly business practices and real value into the crypto world. So if you if you look what we've done, we've done some very unique things. One, we happen to be based in the United States, right? Steve and I are both United States citizens. We pay United States tax, and our offices are United are in the United States on Madison Avenue in Manhattan, right? We have people, you know, controllers, CFOs, accountants, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that work with us. Our 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 enterprise of 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 our uh, investment bankers and attorneys and accountants are all based in the United States. Open, transparent, well-known names in there. Then what we did is we brought what Steve said, specific value. We have over, uh, we, we have seven different mines where we have univer- universal c- commercial code, UCC, um, uh, liens, if you will, on those mines. And we have two mines that we own directly ourselves in through Dignity Gold, um, with over $200 billion of precious metals in them. And then we allocated $6 billion of gold to back up our token directly. Proven assets, um, verifiable, all there. And then we took another step further. Last year, we filed with the, with the uh, SEC to go forward and say that we want to be regulated by the United States government. So we have an objective form of, of regulation that, that gives us guidelines of what we can and cannot do. Uh, and then a little further in, in there, we understand that people are human, right? Not geniuses, there are a lot of geniuses that create a blockchain, but the people that use blockchain every day are not necessarily geniuses. So what happens you know, when you forget your password, right? That, that's, that's a big thing to overcome. So because people have to go through um, and register with us like a stock, Right. If you lose your stock certificate, IBM doesn't say, oh, I'm sorry, you, you're out of luck. So with us, if you lose your password, we could burn the token and reissue that because, right, we, we know who you are and what it is. And we, we therefore you, you don't have that risk. So what we've done is we've demystified the cryptocurrency world and added the layers of business practices that make good sense with real value that's quantifiable and understood and verifiable for that. And what so we took the best of the business practices and the best of the crypto world and combined them together. And in today's world, it's kind of unique because when you're in an inflationary period, people rush to precious metals, real estate, other things that are hard fixed assets. So we're backed by that and, and verifiable ones. And you want upside in the crypto world. We have that. And at the same time, you don't want to be able to be subject to, you know, forgetfulness and, and lose a password and, and lose everything you have. So we, we've taken three of these elements and combined them together and, and have put together a very, very unique investment platform that, that combines all of the best of these things. Uh, and that, I think, sets us apart very, very uniquely. Got it. What you guys are doing is a very um, big objective to attain. It's um, really been hard for a lot of people to get to in this space to have some kind of token that's actually backed by a precious metal and to do that um, legally, to verify it and to know it's there. 
is the main goal of this to create a tradable product where someone can buy and sell a token knowing that it has gold backed value or to have gold um, in the form of a token uh, as a store of value that people just can invest in? It's, that's a great question. And the answer is a little bit of both. It's, okay. It is a trade. Right now, we are actually on BitGlobal and CryptoSX trading. Uh, the volume is a little light right now, but we are available to trade. But at the same time, um, because we are backed by the you know precious metals, um, it does have uh, the ability to be a store of value as well. Um, but you know, because of our our business plan and our business model. Uh, there is upside as well. It's not just trading on a one-for-one -one gold for token standard. So, you know, there is a, a potential for upside in the trading because we are a security. We're a security token. Right. So, And we're taking also looking at creating an investment fund with us, which will ultimately produce a dividend for the token holders. Um, so the, 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 it's, again, the, the best part practices of publicly traded companies in the stock world overlaid on top of the crypto world. Uh, and yes, it's very unique. Um, and we've, we've funded the, the, the process ourselves. So it's, it's a private company. Um, but I think what Steve and I did not want is we didn't want to look in the mirror and have the two of us decide okay, this is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. We wanted an objective standard. And that's why we filed with the SEC because it provides an objective standard by which everybody knows what the rules of the game are and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. And at a great expense to us, we have voluntarily gone in and filed that way. So it's an interesting thing. If you look at a lot of family offices, for instance, you know, there, there's a younger generation out there that is itching to go in and, 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 and rightly so, going into a multi-trillion dollar marketplace of the cryptocurrency world. And some of the older generation are saying, we don't get it. Well, they're both right. The older generation doesn't get it because there is fundamentals that are lacking in some of the companies. And the younger generation is right because there is a massive trillion dollar marketplace out there. So we, we've been able to combine both and satisfy both with real hard assets backing and real good, open, transparent operational procedures and the best of the crypto world. So I think we're, 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 we've created something that is satisfying a lot of people. Um, the people that won't be satisfied are, are the ones that, that want complete, you know, anonymity in life and in their investment practices, which is okay. You can't satisfy everybody, but, but we have to register people just like a stock. And, and the benefit, I think, far outweighs the downside because, you know, if you lose your password, you lose your sock, you don't want to lose your bank account password. You don't want JP Morgan keeping your money. <laughs> you don't want Bitcoin like hanging out there and, and being untradeable. Right. You want you want your bargain for. So we found a way to give that safety and comfort level and the upside. Gotcha. So you, you want the tangible value behind the token, especially in these crazy markets. Right. Correct. Okay. Got it. Is it just the dignity token or do you guys have tokens under that umbrella as well that you guys have that are backed by precious metals or what is the framework framework? Uh, well, like? we're, we're starting with, with the gold token. So dignity gold is okay. our first token. Um, and we're it's expecting dig AU, AU yes. being the, right. Okay. The period. D -I -G -A -U is the symbol. Right. Um, 
and we expect to be launching you know uh, other precious metal backed tokens as well including silver platinum palladium rhodium iridium rare earths and so on i mean it, it really it also depends on uh how much of these materials we are able to mine in the mines that we already have and mining physical mining right. we're talking about not 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 uh not ethereum and 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 bitcoin we're talking about you know hard physical mining which we're processing out in, in the United States where the mines are. Got it. So just to clarify, you guys don't have a token that's pegged uh, like one to one with gold, like one ounce or one gram is worth one token. You don't have yes that kind no. of a setup. Yes, yes and no. no. We, okay. we, we've put $6 billion of gold up against our token. So if gold goes up, theoretically, we need less of that gold to back the token to keep it at a $2 uh, per token trading. But if gold goes down, we will produce more gold to back that token. So it's directly tied that way, but it's not a stable coin where it's, it's, that's all there is. There, there's upside and opportunity as well. But yes, there is a certain amount of ounces, which fluctuates, that is backing our token at a $2 per token level. We have 3 billion tokens. Correct. Got it. That was um, so nice when you say correct, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> How would you say uh, the mines that you have access to now are allocated? Are they mostly gold mines or do you know roughly how much uh, other precious metals are in those mines that you can allocate to these tokens already? That's another great question. And uh, basically the, the, the mines that we have are, uh, they, they all have history. And in that history, uh, gold has been a significant part of of each of those mines but they also do have silver platinum palladium rhodium iridium and um on our 43 101s uh it shows basically you know the amounts of each metal that uh is is in the the ground that's able to be produced so, and there happens to be more silver by a lot than there is gold, as it just it turns yeah, out. Yeah, generally, generally in, in these mines, there are, uh, you know, it's it's between 10 to 1 and 20 to 1 silver to gold. Got it. Another question I get a lot is, and not just with you guys, but just generally in the space, is is there a token or will there be a token that you can exchange um, at some point in time for that physical piece of gold or that uh, physical precious metal is that something you guys also want to get into with maybe custody or something to offer at some point that's that's another really good question and the answer right now is um no not right now however you know potentially in the future will it be redeemable that certainly is you know a possibility but we're not going to commit to that today got it so it's interesting what, when you talk about the questions you're asking mm -hmm. Because you, you, you talk about cryptocurrency in general. And the beauty about these questions that you're asking, which are so good, is that they're practical, business, concrete type of questions. Where, And we have answers for that. Where when you talk, you know, in the ethereal world of the cryptocurrency, it's very hard to ask those questions. But everybody's drawn to the questions of real practical business things because we have that element as well. 
So it, it always makes me smile when Steve and I talk together on a podcast that we're act, that people naturally like you and are asking good questions about the practical business aspects of our business, which really on a lot of the cryptocurrencies is not that applicable because they don't have that business application. So you're talking a lot of theory, a lot of technology and a lot. And it's interesting what people are drawn to, which is the real practical side and the business side of what we do. So it's 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 interesting when you when you go through the, the conversation. Right. And, and you know, as as you know, what has happened recently with the Terra Luna UST situation, um, you know, they were a stable coin that was, you know, an algorithmic stable coin backed by basically air. And that came to fruition. Um, we don't want to have a situation like that. So that's why we are a security token. That's why we're filing with the SEC. That's why we're having real-world assets behind us at all times. So there's always real-world backing. Um, and as far as you know, being able to redeem our token for actual metals, um, it just, you know, for, for me, it doesn't make sense for somebody to do that because it's way more expensive to hold on to the metal itself. So if they want to redeem it, they're going to have to insure it. They're going to have to ship it and, you know, and then they're going to have to store it. And, you know, I think it's so much easier to be able to have the token itself um, in your private possession. And it's really, you know, the same value, if not more than the actual metal itself. Provided it's verifiable. Correct. And that's, that's where we come in. It's very, so before we did a podcast like this, mm-hmm. Instead of saying what we will be doing, we're talking about what we have done. We have owned, we own the, the, the mind ourselves. It is verifiable. We have the 43101s. We have filed with the SEC. We have issued the tokens out. They are trading. You know, So these aren't things that we are going to do. These are things that we have done. So we are, we're, we're talking through a podcast about things that have already occurred and the upside that go with that. Um, and that's why it took us a number of years to do that. Um, and, and, and that's why we're comfortable in our conversation because we're, we're not promising what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're sharing with what we have done. And that's a big difference. Yeah. I, I think right now the state of the market is really searching for a, a sense of pragmatism across the markets. Uh, you look at the Terra Luna incident and what happened with uh, UST, which, yeah, is an algo-based uh, stablecoin. They were loading up on different cryptos, highly leveraged into Bitcoin. Um, there's a lot of speculation on whether or not it was shorted by BlackRock and Citadel. There, there's a lot of things going on that made it vulnerable. And while it may ba- bounce back at some point, it hurt a lot of investors, especially people involved in the Luna project. The reason why Tether has done so well is because even though, you know, most of their dollar reserves are in U.S. treasuries, they're in something that's tangible, something dollar based. Um, You guys have a huge opportunity right now with a market that's really searching for something that's pragmatic to invest in. Um, And that kind of leads into my next question for you guys is, do you feel that what you have right now with Dignity is 
a strong hedge against inflation because that's what people are really worried about. It's not that they don't believe in Bitcoin or they, they do or don't believe in markets, which I don't think they do, but they want something they believe has long term value because they're scared. Um, how do you how do you guys think uh, your guys' product stands perfect up? Perfect question. It's a perfect question. And it's, I'm going to say one thing and then Steve's going to add, I know. Um, first of all, if you look at the, the Bitcoin world, the crypto world, it has not gone through a significant period of inflation, right? It's, it's risen in value tremendously. But the world's business community, the, the, the economies of the world, we have not really seen a massive inflationary period where, where cryptocurrencies have been very active. And, and widely widely um, invested in. This is really the first test of that. Um, and and you used a word that typically is not used in the cryptocurrency world, which is pragmatic and practical, um, because it was more ethereal in some ways. So yes, I, I what happens in periods of inflation is is typically money ends up going if it's looking for security and stability, it goes into fixed hard assets. Precious metals is one of them. Um, art could be another. Real estate is another. If you can hedge it against the inflation by not having, you know, interest rate as a factor, etc. Um, so we're a company that has no debt, right? That has a very strong balance sheet because we own our own mines, right? With you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars of of of, of, of precious metals, and we've allocated six billion to one coin. So it it is a hedge against inflation. And yet at the same time, is a cryptocurrency, right? right? Those two things don't exist before. Um, and then in order to verify and prove that, we've filed with the SEC and we've opened kimono on our business. And who, here's who we are. Here's what our, 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 our assets are. Here's where they're located. Here's our attorneys. Here's our accountants. Here's our professional team. Here's our investment banking group, Tritorium, which is a FINRA member. Right. So, you know, we've gone and and it, it just looks like it's it's a, it's an it's a oxymoron almost of what we've done. Um, and so I think the world, as it starts looking at us, will accept us quite, quite well. And I know that Steve's comment on, on, on precious metals, because he's he's been very, very attractive and involved in that. Yeah. And you know what? And. Because we are a cryptocurrency, you know, a lot of the people that got involved in cryptocurrencies early, they've been involved for the thousand X, you know, home run. Um, am I saying that we are uh, we have the potential for something like that? I mean, you know, I guess anything's possible. I mean, if G if GameStop could go to four hundred dollars, then our token can go up as well. Um but at the same time, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that that we expect anything like that. But we do expect that we do have real value, and the the people that are involved in uh, the cryptocurrency space that want real value, that want protection uh, against inflation, that want upside in precious metals, and that want upside in cryptocurrencies, um, because the use case, you know, we will have a use case. The more people that get involved in our token. You know, there will there will be more of a use case for it. So, you know, it, the the potential is exponential for us. And also you, you read about, of course, the people who've had made X plus thousand times. But there are a lot of people in the crypto world and they don't go boasting this right. That lost a lot of money. 
you know, th th those aren't the people that they're not putting out press releases about all their <laughs> those mistakes. So for everyone that's making a lot, there are many that have not. And 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 those are the people that that, yes, the industry has some issues like any burgeoning industry. But we have found a way to conquer the issues and provide a platform that I don't want to say has a floor, but but. It, you know, there is a floor in effect there that's it's not going to fall out because there's reality behind it and transparency, transparency behind it. So, you know, as Steve said, could we go up to those kind of multiples? Maybe anything's possible. But our goal, first and foremost, was to provide a safe environment to get into the crypto world to take advantage of those opportunities. So does it limit us? No. But the questions that people ask are the practical questions more because they everybody grasps that practical pragmatic side uh, and we provide that right and on top of that you know our business model uh you know we intend to uh make deals with other mines and purchase other mines and add value to our tokens through adding more mines and more gold to the backing so right now we're at six billion but you know who knows what happens and the future because you know we we are go going to be um you know first of all operating you know the 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 first few mines that we own but we're going to continue to open our minds that that we have the uc seeds and these deeds of trust on and more and more precious metals will be coming out of the ground and you know so the backing numbers could go from six billion to who knows what and by the way six billion is backing of gold on the first token our mines have a value in excess of 200 billion. So it, we, we, we've allocated just 6 billion, just it's, it's, but it's a certain amount to back the first token. So if we have a silver token, it would be using some of the other, you know, collateral that we've got, the, the other assets that we have, because there is an enormous amount of assets in, in these mines. Got it. Have you guys thought about sourcing? overseas internationally at some point there's a lot of mineral resource rich countries and uh, obviously like places like africa down here in latin america that are very keen on doing something like this too have you thought about expanding or is that too early for you guys you know we have um but right now i think it behooves us to stay you know as transparent as possible and as safe as possible here in the united states um because because we are uh, regulated here, and I think that uh, in the beginning, we're then there's plenty. There there are hundreds of mines here in the United States producing gold, metal, silver, platinum, and so on. So I think we're you know our game plan is to start here in the states. When you start moving into other um, countries, then you have to start dealing with other governments, and it's you know and and other you know mine operators it's not as safe that the the uh, it's just i want to stay in the united states for now we'll we'll eventually take a look at it but uh i think it's, it's safer for us and our token holders if we stick with the united states verifiable transparent and predictable are very important elements for the backing of what our token is. And, and as we say, in just two of our minds, we have about $200 billion of precious metals. We, we can do a lot with that. So I think we're looking to walk, jog, and then we'll take a look at before we start a sprint. But right now we, we've got a lot of opportunity 
and and you know I, I think we're, we're wanna, we have a good business plan we have a good mission and and we're sticking with that which is part of of, of why we're going to be very successful got it um, before we start wrapping things up I have some really good questions actually from the audience if you guys don't mind uh, answering a couple of them I can throw them up on the screen so you can see them sure um, I have one person asking about um, Steve, you mentioning the volume being really light and how does the team see liquidity and volume being brought to the market? Well, you know, that that's a really great, great question. And I think partly um, it's going to be from doing podcasts like this. And I think I, I think the bigger issue is once we finish our filing of the registration statement and 10K with the SEC um, and get through that process, um, I think that'll be the real catalyst to getting people involved because once we do that, then the United States citizens will be able to purchase the token because right now we're only, you can only purchase it if you're a non U S citizen. So I think that's, you know, that's something that we're uh, very excited about, you know, getting through that process and, I think that'll be, you know, the first real catalyst to getting decent volume. U.S. citizens can own the token. It just they're they're not they just can't trade out on the token at the moment because until we go through the SEC program. So, you know, so there's there's a limitation at the moment. And and, and we're fine with that. That's that, that it, it, the tokens available to be purchased from U.S. But it's. Um, it's just not we're not they're not until we get through the sec process it's not we're they're not able to trade it got it actually follows up on another question is how far along are you guys with the sec registration uh, where are you at in that process we're very far along so we've already filed last year we filed uh, our reg dns with the with the sec and this year we're filing the 10k and the registration statement and basically we needed to get several accounting firms involved in this process because it's very complex because of um, the way we're going about it with the 43 101s with the precious metals everything had to be very very tight because uh you know being in this space the you know the, the sec is is going to be all over us and and question every little detail so we wanted to make sure that every little detail was done perfectly professionally uh, and, and to the books. Um, and we know this because we are doing this voluntarily. Right. So this, this, isn't, this isn't something that we're required to do. This is something that we've opted to do. So, you know, before the boat leaves the dock, you make sure that you've got everything in order. And that's what we've done. Everything is in order and organized. Um, so, right. But, so we're, we're as close as we've ever been. Our our accounting firms are working night and day to get this thing done. And uh, I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel in 2022. Cool. Cool. Um, any idea on time frames for the investment funds and dividends for token holders? Is that related to the SEC filing as well? Or is that something different? Yeah, we're yes. not doing anything until after the, the SEC okay. filing. Uh, there's a couple more questions. Hold on. I'm trying to pick a good one. Was there a, a pre-dig or a, what is it? Or what is it exactly? Yes. 
Oh yeah. Was, so was there like a pre-investment or pre-dig round or something? No. What what there was was a company that Steve and I took over, and it had flaws in it, and it occurred before we got involved, and we basically shut it down and reissued tokens to anybody that had a verifiable proven token prior to um, this this token. So. Um, they, they could keep the old one, which wasn't issued by us. Um, and Steve and I were, were investors in that. So we got burned as well. And we decided we would treat very uniquely, I think, everybody equally, Steve, me, and every single person who bought a token prior to this and give them a brand new token in our, on, for a DIG AU token free once they showed that they had verifiable proven uh, investment. And then we moved on. Um, so yes, one, you know, and that's what spurred us to be able to go do this in a way that, that we've approached this because the idea is to be verifiable, transparent and open with everything and have regulation because there was too many people in the world, including Steve and me who got burned. So we took the whole group, all of us equal people and, and treated us all the same which is very unique in business because nobody pays for somebody else's mistake. But we did because we felt we wanted to live up to what the name dignity is all about. And if you go on our webpage, the dictionary definition of dignity is there, right? Which is, is the art of integrity. And so rather than walk from our name, we lived up to our name and, and we went forward. So I think it's, it's a home run for everybody who, who had been burned, who were legitimate token holders. Um, right. I, and, listen, I, I would like to just jump in for a second and just say, you know, like General Motors uh, went bankrupt and all the stockholders in General Motors got zero. They, they got nothing. They, GM, you know, one of the largest companies in the world, just said, sorry, we're, we're done. And we chose not to do that. We chose... Um, to, to do our best to uh, make it whole, make the, the people who had invested in the old company whole, um, they had to go through a process and that process was, you know, verifying their, the, their purchases of the tokens that they, that they owned, what they claimed that they were owning. And, um, you know, it, it, it's basically, uh, they, and they had to go through KYC, AML, um, cipher trace uh to make sure that their wallets are not you know uh, criminally attached so you know we we did a lot of work and that's part of why it has taken so long to get us going to to, to verify the the former holders of the old the old token got it two more questions and we'll wrap up here i think you guys might have already answered this one but someone's asking if the gold backing will increase the total tokens um, potential value over time. That's kind of an obvious one, I think. Well, the, the, there's 3 billion tokens. We've, we've pegged it at $2 uh, per token. And, and the gold backing is direct. And if, so gold, if, if gold goes down, there'll be more ounces. If gold goes up, then theoretically there'll be fewer ounces backing the, the token. But it's, it's in that way, it's a stable position because we will add or subtract whatever we to keep it at $6 billion of value um, at $2 a share. At $2 well, a share. I, th I think to answer the question is we are not minting any more tokens. There are 3 billion tokens and that is it. 
So, you know, if we add more gold to to the backing, then the price would be consider- considerably higher. Yeah. So we're not adding more tokens if we add more gold. The, the float right. is always going to be three billion. Got we'll it. We'll issue another token if we want to go do another uh, underwriting or, or offering. But this, this is fixed. Got it. Got it. Uh, one last question. What, is there a timeline in place for DigAU to be trading on U.S. exchanges, or is that also waiting on the SEC stuff? Upon the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, other than that, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. Um, is there anywhere you want people to go to learn more about Dignity other than just the website? Do you guys have a community or social media? Yeah. You know, we do have uh... – we do have a, a Telegram community. We do have um, a, a, an Instagram. We do have Twitter. Um, I don't believe we have Reddit just yet um, at our at our website. Um, but we, you know, we do have people that monitor all of that, and all of our news comes out on all of our social media. Um, but uh, you know, we we put out a decent amount of news through uh, press releases. And, you know, every, everything is on our website. Cool. Are, are you guys on social media? Do you guys have LinkedIn or Twitter? Yes. And, and everything you can get, uh, on our website, you can get to all of our social okay. media. Cool. Guys, go check out Steve and Kent. Make sure you check out Dignity Gold. Um, be sure to like the video and subscribe. Guys, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and really dive into what you guys are doing and answer a bunch of questions. And um, very cool. It's very cool what you guys are doing. I haven't seen anyone successfully do it in the space. So um, rooting for you guys to, to do well and get through the SEC stuff. And um, it's going to be fun. Appreciate thank it. You. Terrific. Thank you. Brandon, thank My you pleasure. so much for having us. Appreciate it. Okay. Anytime, anytime. Have a good week. See you guys in the future. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.